Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. This is how all will know that you are my disciples. What do you think Jesus could have said following that statement? Everyone will know that you are my disciples by how many miracles you perform, the wonders that you're able to do, or how successful you are, how much money you have. That's how people will know that you're a disciple of Christ, or uh, how well you're able to preach the gospel and explain the faith or understand the scriptures. He doesn't say any of those things. He says, the world will know you are my disciples by whether you love one another. This is the mark of a disciple of Christ, is love. This is the new commandment that he gives his apostles the night before he died at the Last Supper. A new commandment I love, I give you. Love one another. But love one another in a very specific way. Not just in any way, not, you know, as a sibling loves a sibling or a friend loves a friend. Not even as a parent loves a child. As I have loved you you also should love one another. That is the mark, that is the standard of how Christians are called to love one another in the way that Christ has loved us. I think we all know that this is challenging. And one of the reasons that it's challenging is because no one is excluded from this commandment. We are called to love everyone as Christ has loved us. If you remember back in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, paraphrasing just a little bit, what good is it to love those who love you? Even the pagans do the same. That's not the mark of a Christian, to love those who love you. That's easy. The mark of a Christian is to love those who hate you, to love those who persecute you, to love those who disrespect you, to love those who talk badly about you, to love those who have cheated you, have betrayed you. You see, no one is excluded from the commandment to love one another as Christ has loved us. That is what Jesus asks of every single one of us. And it's those people in our lives that are hardest for us to love. And let's be honest, we all have people in our lives that it's hard for us to love. Those are the ones, perhaps more than any others, that Christ is asking us. And in fact, he's commanding us to love them. He's not commanding us to like them. There's a difference between liking someone and loving someone. There's going to be people in our life that we might not like very much. Just our personalities clash. We have different ways of doing things, different ways of looking at things. And we might just not get along very well with those people. 
The commandment is to love them, which means willing their good, which means respecting them, being kind to them, forgiving them, helping them if they're in need, to truly will their good as Christ has willed our good. And to what limit was Christ willing to go to love us, even to the point of death? And so there's no limit where we can say, I've loved enough. I love that person enough. I don't really need to love them more. What if Christ had said that about us? He didn't. He loved us to the point of death. And we are called to love one another. And it's not always easy. In that first reading, we heard the apostles say that we have to endure many hardships in order to enter the kingdom of God. Very often those hardships take the form of another person. How are we going to respond? How are we going to react? Are we going to react like the world? Just dismiss them, treat them in the way that they've treated us, talk badly about them, not forgive them. That's not how a Christian loves. We're called to take on the example of our Lord who loved even those who put him to death. And he said on the cross, Father, forgive them. That is what is expected of every single one of us. And it's not something we can do on our own strength. And that's good news. Because every one of us is capable of loving in the way that Christ has loved by his grace. Jesus didn't say love one another as you love them, as you're able to love them, right? Because that's something we'd all be able to do. If if I only had to love someone according to my ability to love, well, that wouldn't be that difficult. But the bar is to love as Christ has loved, and that is something beyond every single one of us. But it's something made possible for us by the grace that God gives us in Christ, In the sacraments, by Christ living within us, he is able to love those people that we find it very difficult to love. He is able to forgive those people that we find it very difficult to forgive. And if we allow his love to grow within us, if we allow his life to take over our own, then we will be able, by his grace, to love and to forgive as he has. And that's what brings about peace in our own hearts. That's what brings about joy in our lives when we love as Christ has loved. And that's what brings about the kingdom of God on earth. We heard in our second reading John's vision of the the city of God coming down from heaven, the new Jerusalem. That, That inauguration, that fulfillment of God's kingdom at the end of time. But the kingdom of God doesn't start at the end of time. The kingdom of God is among us now. Christ has already inaugurated it. And we are called to build the kingdom of God. How do we do that? We do that by loving as Christ has loved. In our family, in our circles, in our parish, in our community, our workplace, our school. By loving everyone without exception in the way that Christ has loved us. That's what brings about heaven on earth. 
Because heaven will be a perfect communion of all the saints loving God and loving one another with a divine love, with a perfect love. We can bring about a foreshadowing and a foretaste of that here on earth. And our world is desperately in need of that type of love. And that is our mission as Christians. That is how Christ tells us the world will know that we are Christians, not just in name, but in truth and in reality. Only when we love as Christ loved, when we fulfill this new commandment, a commandment that he gives us the grace to be faithful to if we only ask of him to help us love everyone in our life, everyone we encounter, both the good and the bad, both those who have loved us and those perhaps who have not loved us. We are called to love them as Christ has loved us.